All right, and we have started. Danny, thank you for coming back to do another episode. The last one was a banger. This one's going to be another massive banger. I think it's going to be even better than the first one. It was uh, the most rated or most watched on my uh, feed, on my analytics. So I'm really looking forward to having you back and some talking about some cool ass shit that people apparently love to listen to. Um, so yeah, man, thanks for having me back. It feels feels like I was just here. Time is just flying by. We're in 2022, buddy. It's like it's not even real. It's a made up date, like you see in like science fiction. That's what it feels Absolutely. like. Uh, so I guess today we're going to talk about Elon Musk, AI. And then possibly Planet X. I don't know if you're ready to fuck with all that stuff or what. I mean, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. All right. Where do you want to start off? Yeah. What topic do you want to? Well, I don't know. We can touch on the robots if you want. AI. That seems to be like a hot topic this year. Okay. I'll start off. Uh, so I think first it's uh, important to distinguish the difference between AI and AGI. So AI, artificial intelligence, is generally like just kind of like the AI you get in an algorithm, your phone, like Siri, Alexa, all that stuff. Like that's uh, that's like an AI. And people when they talk about that and they're talking about like fearing like the evolution of AI, that's not necessarily what they're talking about. What they're talking about is actually called AGI, which is artificial general intelligence, which would be something that is like closer to being human-like. So when we're talking about AI, I think we're also like kind of like uh, intending AGI more or less. Um, yeah. Yeah, like like them being able to think for themselves, almost like a consciousness. Yes. So. Um, my biggest thing about AI, like, obviously there's like the doom and gloom type of thing, but what I'm more kind of like captivated by when I think of AI or AGI is sort of like the companionship aspects of it in that not necessarily romantic, but like, just like a companionship sort of like, I don't know, a roommate or like some sort of like partner or like you know, helper, you know, or like a, basically how, like you could have like a sidekick more or less, like a companion, uh, similar to like, um, like a dog, like a relationship with like an animal. Right. Um, it's super, I, I don't know. I feel like this is like something that's not really explored or talked about a lot with AGI or like AI in the future. And it's sort of like, we could be start developing these really like, like intimate and like special bonds with like this, artificial intelligence and it's super weird because what they could do is with like the neural nets or like neural networks or like blockchains they could basically incorporate that into the agi so that all the experiences you have all the conversations you have all the like the searches you have or like experiences you have with this like ai or like a robot would be like making it special and uh different from all the other like robots out there that might be a similar make or model so it would almost be like no two ai or no two robots would be the same and their like um their experiences and like their like education and their knowledge 
that they have forged with you would would not be easily replicated and all that information would be stored on like this like blockchain or like this neural net kind of creating its own what consciousness yeah and then imagine now if it was like like a hive consciousness where like that's the experience it had with you and now i have my own having a whole different experience but they're sharing what they've learned because they would have like internet access or whatever be able to communicate with each other right yeah so like they could have like a collective sum of all the experiences with every person or like which would be incredible that's like a god mind yeah there's like this uh I don't know if it's like a belief but it's kind of like a like a speculative belief or like i don't know it's like it's like a spiritual thing that some people kind of like i think give some like faith to is that this is a little bit off topic but it's sort of similar in that they think that if there is a god that um all the souls on the planet or like all the consciousness on the planet when they die they go on to merge into like a collective like soul and it's kind of like this like idea that we're all kind of one in the same but we're all kind of just like we all become one at the end and once it's lived every life possible that humanity could ever live then that like god soul is now born and it's like now it is like it's grown enough to now become a god or like a creator in the universe or something like that and it's so it's kind of like looking at like humanity as like a sort of like an egg like for like birthing gods i guess or like a god i don't know a little bit off track but you could the parallel to ai sort of similar where like you have their collective intelligences all merging into one yeah because if you know we died and we're all going to the same place then yeah I could totally see that. Like the merger of like our collective consciousness and then it just becomes like a super being that just like has experienced every type of suffering known to man, but also every kind of like joy known to known to man as well. It, it would be like I don't even know. <laughs> Basically a god. It would have like knowledge of everything, yeah. right? Um I be mean something beyond our comprehension, definitely. What else could we talk about, like, for AI? Like, um, have you seen Blade Runner 2049? Or, like, any of the Blade Runner movies? Yeah, I have. So, like, in that movie, instead of, like, robots, they're kind of, like, biological robots in that they're kind of, like, cloned humans, you know? They're not supposed to be able to reproduce and stuff like that. And um, that's another interesting way of looking at, like, I guess, like, artificial intelligence. It's, like biological artificial intelligence um i really like that movie it like a little bit off topic here but it played off like a lot of cool like dynamics in it like a lot of people thought it was boring but if you watch it like for like its symbolism so it's a bit of a different kind of watch so there's a character named love in the movie and there's a character named joy and uh they're two female characters and how they interact with each other is sort of like symbolic of like how love and joy interact with like an individual and in the movie spoiler alert like love kills joy so it's kind of like it's an interesting dynamic 
uh there was like another there was like a part in the start of it where his boss is talking to him and she kind of like says to the main character which was uh ryan gosling and she says like you know do do uh you kind of like guys even have like a soul like where do you go when you die does it just like shut off they, they something like that right they allude to it and he, he doesn't really know at the yeah. time and then later on at the ending of the film he ends up dying and the sim- symbolism of it he dies on a stairway and the stairway is often used as like symbolism for like you know like a stairway to heaven and he doesn't die yeah. at the bottom or the top of it he dies in the middle so i thought that was like some really also really cool like i don't know cinematic like imagery and then um yeah there was another scene where like he's talking to like a basically like a prostitute and she's trying to like warm up to him and she's like and he's like he's like a bounty hunter right so he's like a killer and she's like wow you guys don't even smile but then like he doesn't i don't think he smiles for the entire movie but then at the end when he reunites um uh, i can't remember um the indiana jones guy do you remember his name um harrison ford yeah harrison ford he reunites harrison ford's character with like his daughter and that and he he's he's mortally injured so he knows he's going to die but when he's reuniting that character with his daughter he smiles for the first time in the movie which i felt was kind of like i don't know it's it tugged on the heartstrings a bit it's like the only time he smiled was like for somebody else's like joy and he never like found it in himself but uh yeah that movie was the blade runner series it's based off a book by um philip k dick in uh 1968 it's uh do androids dream of electric sheep so like you know dreaming alluding to like consciousness in a way i don't know um do you think consciousness is physical or is it sort of like permeates the physical world I would hope that it would like be beyond this physical world, but um, it's hard to say. Like, you know, I know we touched on talking about Elon Musk, but he said that like in the near future, he would be able to download consciousness to like a hard drive. Like he's actively working on these type of, of projects. And if we then create a robot that knows everything but then has basically like a soul, like did we create like a human that could live forever kind of thing? Because is, is it even a robot at that point? It's it's but, hard to uh, say, like, is it like a life form? It would be like a life form on itself. And it's like, the, and does consciousness incorporate emotions to some degree? Like this, this is consciousness separate from love? Is it separate from hatred or those two separate things? And will this like artificial intelligence incorporate any of that stuff into its like makeup? Yeah, this is insane because it's like, it's, it's how you conceptualize, like, is your soul living in the body? Is the mind, body, soul, all one? If like you die, does like that all die too? Does it go on? Um, you know. Yeah. And to what degree is it physical, and what degree of it is spiritual? And is the like AI experiencing the same thing? It's like we've become gods ourselves and created something in our yeah. image. 
it's very it's very crazy like it could i think going back to elon like elon recently was talking about it and he was saying like he believes consciousness to be part of the physical because if you damage your like skull like you get a concussion you also like damage your consciousness so he thinks it's like anchored into like you know physics and like the physical world and the physical realm but i mean i like to always go back to like um socrates's quote is all i know is that i know nothing like we have the absence of like evidence so it's kind of like well to be determined really on a lot of things like that and you know i always see people always kind of chime into like that argument and they say like you know if consciousness is energy then they kind of like start applying physics rules to like energy it's like well energy can't be destroyed it just changes its sort of like you know composition yeah. so you know for electrical yeah. impulses like what does that become what's consciousness become yeah i i have no idea but then it, it's like if you believe in ghosts and spirits that could come back like is it is that really ghost or those really hauntings like some of it's pretty convincing when you see it on tv and whatever but if that's the case then how come we haven't figured it out maybe it, it's like part of the whole thing you know yeah it's like, like once you figure it out like you're not supposed to be here anymore kind of thing yeah it's like some things like are too big for like us to know or like it's the next step but it's cool like when you think of ghosts and like people like talk about them and they see like a ghost at like a world war ii thing or like some old like military fort and it's like these ghosts are usually yeah. stuck doing like the same um things they did in life like they're kind of stuck in like this like repeating reel where they're like constantly walking into like a uh, a graveyard or walking into like a house and like they're kind of yeah. performing the same mundane tasks or like these are what people report seeing and it's kind of like is that like consciousness or like that energy like imprinted copied or sort of like some sort of weird like echo feedback from back then sort of just like repeating is it even a ghost because or is it was it so traumatic for them that it, it's like that their consciousness was damaged and it's like part of that is left behind you know like yeah like like a shard of their soul like a shard of their consciousness was yes. just like left there it was like split like they did some fucking voldemort shit and they just left it on that area but like involuntarily it was just from like i don't know the super like trauma. consciousness experience or trauma yeah yeah that could uh, and then i don't know like maybe it's just like i don't know like a temporal thing like a temporal distortion like through time or some shit and it was like our consciousness maybe somehow can permeate that barrier and you know if you impact it hard enough maybe you'll leave like an impression i don't know These, this is all very like speculative and i there's no one's gonna have the answers to this absolutely <laughs> like those are the questions that like you know people as like uh, a species have been trying to figure out forever right those are the questions that keep you up at night like Am I going to wake up again? Is sleeping like dying because I don't remember anything? You know, like. 
Yeah, man. I it's mean, a... you can just keep wandering and wandering and, and, and fearing the unknown, but then the beauty of it is, like, you never know when is your last day. Yeah. I mean, can then you imagine if you did, like, how miserable that would be? I but then that would take the, the beauty out of it. Yeah. But then, like, you could, like, maybe your life would be more meaningful because then you'd be like, okay, I got this many days. All right, well, now I know I'm not going to do this, this, and this. I'm going to do this, this, and this instead. And this is going to be a trajectory of my life. And you can kind of almost, like, adjust your life to, like, the amount of suffering you're going to experience based on it. But it would be so fucked up, like, as the days, like, dwindle towards, you just be like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Like, you just <laughs> you just be, like, living in complete but, dread. Yeah, but back to not knowing what day would be your last shouldn't you live like that anyway yeah you should i mean uh, i know i don't i have like yeah i don't have obligations we have routines we have you know the things we own rat race and the rat race and all that stuff right we need money to survive and all that kind of stuff so yeah i i recently read about this uh, this is like another kind of like belief it's not it's like a spiritual belief it's not like a religion or anything but i think there's something to take away from it i don't know if i've mentioned it with you before but it's called eternal reoccurrence and that it's sort of like you know that like orobo symbol it would be like the head of the snake eating its own tail it's sort of interrelation to I've that seen the symbol yeah yeah and it's sort okay. of it borrows that symbol and it's like um it's it's this idea of reincarnation so but instead of like being reincarnated as somebody else or something else it's you're going to be reincarnated incarnated as yourself and you're going to relive your life over and over again for eternity and it's always going to be set out to be the exact same way and you're going to you don't have any recollection or any memories from your previous lives it's just you're eternally just reoccurring it's like reoccurrence and when i when you think of that the takeaway from it's supposed to be you want to lived your best life you want to live like if you have to redo it again would you want to redo it so make your life one worth redoing forever because that's the that's what you're going to be doing for like every reincarnation so it's like when you hear that it, it, it's sort of like a a more spiritual version of yolo it's like it yeah. makes you reflect on your life you know, are you are you living a life yeah. that could be like permanently relived over and over again, like a life worth living? And if you're not, maybe you should start. And it doesn't necessarily mean by being selfish. It means like you could just cultivate a really like meaningful and interesting life with um, friends, family, et cetera, et cetera. And then when you look back on I it mean, all, everyone would have. Sorry, go ahead. Everyone would have different things that would be important to them, right? Like. Like if I, my passion was gardening and yours was music, right? And, and it would be a different thing for everybody. Yeah. And um, I can't remember where I was going with this. (laughs) Sorry, I I cut you off because I felt like it was so important to say at the time to you. So you're basically what you were saying was everyone would be living different experiences and different like meaning, finding different meaning in life. Some people would be focused on like art. Some people would be focused on music. Um, Yeah, because it would all be important to them in their own ways, right? Yeah. And everybody would be living their best life. And it's sort of like 
what's not right for you may not be right for some or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, then there's like, we could talk about like the doom and gloom side of like, um, the AI and that it takes over and it becomes some sort of like threat to humanity. Um, I don't really know how. Like, yeah. I mean, sorry, go ahead. I mean, they're talking about production level, like Tesla blots this year. So, and he said, he's going to try to make it affordable. So like you would have someone to help you do all the things around the house. You didn't want to do. Right, like, hey, paint this room for me, right? Or cut the grass or vacuum and mop the whole house. It's a robot, it doesn't care, it has no feelings, right? So then if it's in everybody's home and then there is like, uh, there's a movie called Mother Android, there was like a code given and then the robot just turned on everybody. And then it was kind of like how Terminator kind of would have happened. The, the butler robot then starts killing people in that in the family and eventually it's like a war of machines versus humans but i mean elon musk himself has said like hey we need to regulate ai and how we use it because it can be very dangerous if there's not sort of an ethical standard established like globally yeah right because now just it's say here in north right now it's a free-for-all yeah it's and a free-for-all. he says like it could be very dangerous, right? Like even um, Facebook trying to migrate to this metaverse. Have you seen any of this stuff yet? Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of wrapping my mind around it. And I'm kind of like, this is going to get ridiculous. Yeah, so he's saying like, you're going to go to school in the metaverse. You're going to have business meetings in the metaverse. People are trying to buy metaverse like I guess you would say like real estate in this virtual world to have like businesses and ads and things like that already, like in the millions. So it's going to be so integrated that if they wanted to take over, they could do it so easily. They the the education aspect, like their pets. the education aspect is really intriguing because right now they have basically like online learning and it's like you can do an entire like school course and program lecture tests all online digitally so there isn't really much of like a difference between putting on like a vr headset and going into like this metaverse and like you're sitting down in like a classroom and you're like navigating it and you sit down and you're actually doing a test and it's like you're doing it from your home and you're doing like this simulated experience and then you have probably like credits or something that you can use to go around the school or something and like participate in like stupid little like side games or like it would just be i feel like it's going to get crazy but i don't think you could ever replace the actual like outside world unless the outside world became like like very like dystopian and like uninhabitable and like like i don't know like okay so you remember the movie the matrix right yeah. So when Neo first goes to the ship, they plug him into the computer in the ship, and then he learns Kung Fu. And then when he wakes up, Morpheus is like, so? He's like, I know Kung Fu. And he's like, show me. And then they go fight in this virtual dojo. Could you imagine training like martial arts in the metaverse? You would know it without ever physically having to do it. I w- you could train your mind in an, a combat style art. You get without ever breaking a sweat 
Yeah, that would be pretty crazy, but I don't know how effective it would be like the transition from like um online the to real life. To real life. Because like I don't could they would have to simulate like resistance and like strength and like power because otherwise you're just going through like the motions of the techniques. You know, through like a control. What do you think about uh Tai Chi? Tai Chi is slowed down. I mean it's the real moves, but slowed down to the point where it looks almost like a dance, you yeah. know, like but if they were to use it sped up to a hundred percent, like it's deadly, man. Yeah, that could be. I mean, that's one way. But like, you could never replace like like a walk out in the wilderness, like interactions with wildlife. And I feel like the only time the metaverse would be like appealing to people that are like outdoor recreationists would be like the outside has like poison clouds and there's like nuclear fallout everywhere so i have to stay in my like my shielded home with my you know my metaverse helmet and you know is the you know is that the conspiracy theory leading into the metaverse is like they're going to shut down the outside like is this going to be like no you're confined to your box you're going to live in your cube and you're going to eat insects like in blade runner Hey, there was a Black Mirror episode like this, and this like guy was like reenacting this Star Trek type of scenario, and he was stealing the people at work's like garbage and using their DNA to have clones of them in the Star Trek universe where he's like yeah. their boss. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I love that episode. You remember that? Yeah, with the busted yeah, ass Matt Damon looking guy. Yes. <laughs> so then, like, if, if, if you couldn't tell the difference, right? Like right now we're in, it's in its infancy, right? It's like yeah. a cartoon land. But like, what happens if it got to the point where you couldn't tell the difference? Then, well, you know what they say, if there's no test you can do, which can determine something from being, you know, different. Like if there's no actual test you can do to establish something is fake or not real then it may as well be real if it's you know what yeah. i mean like it's like a clone it's identical yeah. and there's nothing you can do to differentiate them from one another then it may as well be real like what like you know it's like yes. if you make an exact copy of like something down to the molecule it's like it's the exact same thing you know i don't know yeah. it's that's and that's just like physics i think right so it's like that's crazy um i don't know you got anything else to say about uh ai i mean i have a a roomba vacuum cleaner and this thing goes zigzags and bumps into the walls and you know stumbles its way around my house we're talking about having like um robots actual robots doing work within our near future right this is not stuff way out in the future and the more like Siri, Google, Alexa kind of integration we have, you know, like there's claims that these things listen to us, right? So think about how much data they would have to make it so realistic within the next few years. Yeah, that'd be crazy. It's funny you mentioned the Roomba because I had I have this idea. My friends all wrote it off as being the stupidest ass idea ever. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say it to you. What if you attached okay. a goldfish bowl to like the top of the Roomba or like something that was Roomba like, 
and you like integrated like a, a tracker to track the fish's movement into the bowl and you basically allowed for the fish to navigate the terrestrial world by swimming in a direction and then it's like the in Roomba's the tracking yeah like tracking the fish's movement so like if the fish moves forward the tracker would track that the fish is moving forward and then the Roomba would then move forward so in effect your pet fish can follow you around the house I know it could like greet you at the door technically if like this fish was like somehow intrigued by your presence because like maybe it just starts to associate you with food so whenever it sees you through the glass it would just swim in your direction in hopes of food and it would just be like highly food motivated to like always kind of pursue you and follow you around the house so Nick, i don't know if you've ever kept fish as a pet i don't think <laughs> they're that smart they're not that smart they but like a goldfish has like a three second memory yeah i don't even think they would appreciate the gift of being able to go wherever they could listen man you don't know this listen (laughs) 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 when you go to big owls like the fish store and you go put your hand up close to the tank all of the fish collectively swim in like a mass herd towards your hand because they're anticipating it looks like a ball of worms no 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 because they're anticipating because they're fed daily (laughs) they're anticipating that you're going to drop food in to feed them so what eventually i think whenever they fucking see you they're just gonna be like this motherfucker means food swim towards a motherfucker and then now you have like kind of like this companion like house pet that comes from a fish and if you hook it up to a smart enough roomba Maybe the Roomba could like clean the bowl for you too, since it's cleaning the floors. It might as well like do the, you know, the dirty work. I don't know. I think the it's water a water change in the fish bowl. Listen, we need. Listen, I I want a Tesla bot with a fish bowl head. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I want a companion fish. Uh, I think dogs and cats are overrated. We need the companion fish. Well, I mean, I have a cat, and this guy he ignores us all unless we're sleeping then he wants to meow at the door jump on us in the bed yeah the rest of the time he's ignoring us brutal we just pay the bills for him he's He's the king of the house you're just the the, the help uh have you seen um the speculation about elon musk's or tesla's phone no i've seen like the, the video announcing it and how durable it'll be and how it could solar charge and basically he wants to take on apple because he says he can do it at half the price i mean apple is probably ridiculously fucking overpriced and the technology i mean i i have a 12 pro max and this thing was like 1600 bucks it's insane yeah that's insane so apparently he wants to call it the Pi phone. And I don't know if that's kind of like thumbing his nose at iPhone and like I'm going to call it something similar and it's going to be sort of like a play on it. Of but, course it is. But Pi is kind of cool because it's like, you know, that symbol for, you know, the, the calculation for circumference or whatever. No, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, how cool would it be to have like, so he's got the Starlink satellite system where basically you can get internet anywhere as long as you have that satellite dish in the world because its satellites circle the globe now what if your phone was also a satellite coverage for the self-driving yeah or or like let's say the dishes are installed into the car with some sort of antenna or something and then you always have wi-fi on your car or what if your phone like they just i don't know jack up the technology 
So then your phone acts as like a friggin' satellite itself. And then you're getting internet global roam wherever on the same rate plan, whether you're in Canada, the States, you know, Mexico or like Antarctica, like you're good. Like, I feel like, yeah, like you're having a global internet plan. Yeah. So I feel like, I don't know. I feel like his like phone would like destroy like would destroy the market like it would just like people would just be like fuck yes unlimited internet wherever the fuck i want fuck yes but solar I, charging yeah like the uh, best battery tech in the world like apple doesn't make their own batteries i think lg or panasonic makes the batteries yeah i mean i tesla still gets some of their batteries from panasonic and stuff like that for the most part as they well. have an agreement with panasonic i think for batteries yeah and then um and they just came out with that 4680 battery have you seen that yeah it's crazy he replaced lithium and he says like five times more efficient at charging and holding power yeah like, like there's there's two different types of batteries now there's like the nickel heavy ones and then there's like i forget what the other ones are yeah, called they're like nickels L- instead of lithium yeah uh so it's a good idea to probably start investing in nickel possibly if that starts getting scarce at some yeah. point, even though it's like widely available. Um, but the Tesla website, we have cars and now sorry, the Tesla website, like it's selling portable phone chargers now. Like it's kind of like, I don't know, tipping its hat maybe, or tipping its hand to say, uh, yeah. you know, more it's to coming. come. Yeah. And then, yeah, um, absolutely. I don't know. Cybertruck seems to be like caught up in like production hell. It still hasn't started production. It was supposed to start at 2021 at the end of the year. And then they're saying, you know, early 2022. But now the production dates have been completely removed from the website. So I have no idea what's going on with that. Um, they do have the kids cyber quad, but of course that sold out within hours. That's a, it's a cool little like kids yeah. quad. Um, that was kind of like a before Christmas release. So I thought that was fucking really cool. That would have been sick for, you know. Yeah. They just came out with an e-bike. An e-bike. Yeah, my son. Yeah, they just came out with an e-bike. It's like all these random things that no one knows. Yeah. Holy fuck! I didn't realize that. I know it's crazy. Just like out of out of nowhere, these random products start showing up. The the belt buckle, the Tesla Gigafactory belt buckle. (laughs) (laughs) Um for all the cowboy tesla fans yeah and then um i think eventually elon's gonna he's like he seems to be a big fan of cryptocurrency and decentralized currency you know he was allowing tesla items to be bought with bitcoin for a bit until they changed it the reason they said they changed it was because um a lot of the bitcoin mining going on wasn't green because uh even though it's using electricity a lot of the electricity being used in china was actually coal generated so if coal plants are generating electricity and then you're using cryptocurrency to from that electricity then it's not inherently green so we have to start the world's gonna have to start using like renewable energy to mine crypto if we want it to be like the decentralized currency in the future um but uh i feel like another big move for him since it's like he's into decentralization i I think we might see with the Pi phone maybe a decentralized social media app that might be a little bit too out there, but where you kind of like own like a part of the social media, like your account isn't, is like 
part of a collective of accounts and you can block and remove whoever you want from it but like it's sort of like a metaverse type thing where it's like you own a part of it on like this like blockchain or something like the social media is like a part of the blockchain and people can't like there's no like ceo really of it like it's kind of like everyone just participates in it and you sort of mold your own social media world on who you associate with who you talk to with you know what things you subscribe I mean, to with anything where there would have to be some sort of regulation right and who d determines that because it would be something globally well correct in the states the laws are think like think about like um yeah every state has different uh, censorship laws right yeah well when it comes to corporations they're like it's sort of like like the reason they like twitter can ban whoever or like the whole censorship or like freedom of speech thing it's like well it's a private organization you know they can have their own rules or whatever you don't have to use it so that's like the states's rule but then like you know canada has its own censorship rules about <clears throat> you know what can be spoken about what can be said about what can be broadcasted you know all those types of things so when it comes to like global regulation it's going to be you're probably going to see different versions of it in different countries, right? And how certain countries can interact with one another. So it'll be like, yeah. but if it's decentralized and it's on like this like global blockchain, it might be like beyond control. And there you, you might just see like banning of it altogether in certain countries because it would just be like, it would be, it would be dependent on where the majority of the infrastructure for that is. Is it like, up to everybody's own individual node like is your computer desk at home you know the server for your um like decentralized like social media so it's like yeah your your computer burns your account burns and you maybe it's there's like a ghost of it on a cloud somewhere but then it's like where's that server kept and it's like is it in the states then it's probably going to have to adhere to the united states laws but maybe it's kept in like some like offshore like island who knows but uh, further to the decentralization future, like argument is the idea of like these virtual power plants that Elon looks like he might be gravitating towards and sort of fulfilling Nikola Tesla's um, dream of kind of like free energy for all. So the idea yeah. of a virtual power plant is basically every house will have like an installation. <clears throat> Sorry, we'll have like an installation of like a solar panel. You'll be able to generate your own energy You'll have like the big battery blocks yes. in your house. You'll be able to store energy. And then you can give back to the grid. You can give back to this collective grid. You can sell it off. You can give it yeah. away. You can buy some. And so maybe we'll be using like fucking Dogecoin or Bitcoin or Ethereum as like a transition unit for like this decentralized energy. So people that have like really sunny days in certain parts of the world will probably have access and they'll be able to sell it to people that live in cloudier regions or give it away. Um, and then... I don't know it might be really cool because then effectively you could have like a crypto currency that's backed by energy and that's sort of like what's always backed uh currency is sort of like the economic fuel behind economies right like it's like right now like our dollar sort of like a petrol dollar it's because fuel like keeps us warm it lets us travel it's it's a very like big thing so if you replace fossil fuels with renewable energy it's in effect the exact same thing just like it's the same shit just on a different pile it's energy it helps us keeps us warm and it gets us moving and allows us to like 
do industry and stuff like that. So I don't know. I feel like yeah, this idea of a virtual power plant, the decentralization possibility of energy, social media, and um, currency. Buddy, it's like, that sounds like a free future. Like, you know what I mean? Like, where, I don't know. It could be really cool. And that's like a, if the metaverse goes decentralized, awesome. If it doesn't, probably not as awesome. But there'll probably be competitors to the metaverse. Like, Elon might have his own metaverse. Oh, there already is. Mark Zuckerberg will have his own metaverse. Jack Dorsey will have his own metaverse. And it's kind of like, you know, pick what game you want to play, basically. Like, are you playing Grand Theft Auto? sim are you playing the i don't know sims you know uh well when anything hits the market like remember when like uh vhs tapes and then there was beta tapes and one was backed by sony and then sony ended up winning with the vhs same thing with dvd um blu-ray and then there was that other one dvd and blu-ray the one even what was that one was it called hd dvd yeah it was like the competitor red, to Blu-ray, blue... but it was like for only like a year. Yes. And now it's like completely f- yes. memory hold and no one remembers it. <laughs> exactly. But like, so there's going to be multiple versions of a metaverse, right? Like backed by different companies. Like Apple's probably going to try to have their own. Microsoft will have their own. I think actually Microsoft is in partnership with Facebook for this one because they're looking at it for more of the business side. And Facebook's taking more of the social side. Yeah. But right now, it's in its infancy. So there's going to be competitors until one is globally adopted or maybe certain countries will adopt uh, one over the other and that kind of thing. Yeah. And then they talk about, you know, there's Elon's fucking mission to Mars with the fucking starship. Eventually, Mars is going to have a colony there. They're going to need a currency. Is it going to be crypto? Like probably and then like what's that crypto going to be backed by like oxygen supply there for sure the atmosphere is toxic there's you know there's no water it's methane gas like basically everything's going to have to be brought in they're going to have to live in like like a glass biodome until they figure something out they're going to be talking underground putting yeah, they were talking about nuking the planet to try to release some sort of an atmosphere. But they're saying because there's so little atmosphere now, by nuking it, it would just all go out into space anyway. Damn, so that's not even a solution. So that's not even a solution anymore. Uh, Yeah, that... I mean, as long as we get a colony there of some sort that functions. I mean, underground might be cool. I mean, it's not like you're missing much on yeah, the surface. Yeah, there's going to have to be some sort of like interlock system or sally port system. Multiple like sally in, like, port. Of, like, spa- yeah, like in spaceship movies and stuff where they're re-entering the, the craft from outer space. Don't you think like a single sally port system for like spacecrafts and like star bases is like very fundamentally flawed? Like shouldn't they have like at least like three or four? It's like if one fucks, at least you got like another one. I don't know. Yeah, redundancies, right? Yeah, backup plan. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, what else can I say about Musk? Like, uh, he's mentioned a few times about doing, like, Tesla Home, where you have, like, you know, like, he's going to redo HVAC systems to get them away from, like, natural gas, so it's going to be electric as well. I mean, that still hasn't come to fruition yet. Yeah. So he actually, 
says he's living in a boxable on the SpaceX uh, base. So a boxable is like a tiny home. Yeah. So uh, he plans on doing like a Tesla tiny home or modular type home, like a prefab thing or like a trailer kind of thing that basically solar powered off the grid. Everything is like, you know, bro, if it was affordable and I had like, and I end up moving to like a place where I got the land and property, I would put that on my, in my fucking backyard as a guest house. Or like that would be like my like podcast studio would just be like this like little home yeah. or something like I would just like whatever it was 40 G's or whatever it is. And it's like, I don't know, it would just be fucking cool to have. Like, here's my fucking shed. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I would love it, man. Like a man cave. Yeah, man yeah. cave, man cave, Tesla home. We got to yeah. we got to get on the phone to Musk. We got to let him know we got this fucking billion dollar idea. It would be incredible. I want to see like but uh cyber he's flame got his th- hands in everything yeah he's got his hands in everything i want to see like a cyber flamethrower i want to see like a cyber axe like a fucking like pre-order bonus you get a fucking like axe like you can use a like, chop wood throw it in like the rack on this tesla truck or like a doomsday machete or something doomsday machete yeah fucking there's so many cool things that could happen with that um yeah the fucking you see the fuck you saw the monkey that was playing pong with its mind with a Neuralink, right? I did not, but that is incredible. What the fuck? Okay, so he put the the fucking Neuralink into the monkey's brain, and then the monkey was able to play pong with its mind. It was playing a video game. The fucking you know that was that like Atari, the original fucking pong game. Yeah, it was playing pong with its fucking mind it was and it, i think it was playing both sides like it was hitting the ball with one paddle then hitting it with another and i guess they trained it a bit too to like incentivize it like it gets like a treat every time it fucking hits the ball but it was doing it with its fucking brain incredible it's incredible man i yeah. was told uh well not told i seen a video on on youtube saying that they want to start human trials this year with Neuralink. yeah so basically initially it's going to be for like people suffering from like you know that are like neurological diseases yeah and that's yeah. gonna dude and that's like alzheimer's huge. dementia that's huge like a positive net for like people like that man because a lot of those people are desperate and they need something like that and if it brings like a little bit more semblance to like communication or like you know a quality of life to them then it's a massive thing but it apparently it's like its long-term goal is to be like to make people to make people more appealing to AI when it exists so that it would want to like have a way to integrate or merge with people. Well, what he was saying is if AI does it, like he says, once it starts, it'll be, there'll be no stopping it, that it would advance so incredibly fast that we wouldn't be able to keep up unless we were somehow AI integrated as well. So I don't know if you've seen Terminator Dark Dark Fate. No. The Terminator comes back to kill this other savior of mankind. And the person they send back is fighting the Terminator. And we're like, is this another Terminator? But it's actually a human that has had like cyborg cyborg type um, enhancements. Oh, shit. It merged. So like, it's like, yeah, like a half halfway between a Terminator and a human. 
Yeah. And then they said everybody in the future is integrated because that's the only way we could fight them. Dude, there was so I was reading like this X Men comic because uh, this writer I enjoyed, Jonathan Hickman, like this was like given the mantle to it because they, I guess, Marvel wanted like to reboot the X Men and like give give it to like this like really good writer because for a long time they were giving it to like these like terrible writers. So I was like, oh, okay, this is going to yeah. be fucking epic. This guy's uh hickman always has like big sci-fi fucking like implementations into his like comic books so i'm like i'm gonna love it just for the fucking sci-fi i'm like x-men's kind of cool yeah. but sci- the, his sci-fi shit's fucking amazing so dude when he basically had this thing so you know how the x-men it's like always kind of like the x-men are fighting against like humanity basically like the persecution through like the, the sentinel yeah. programs and they're hunting them down with like the giant robots and stuff like that dude this guy took it yeah. like at the next step and he's like so like magneto's whole thing was like you know uh x-men are basically homo superior and they're the next stage in evolution for humanity and you know this is like you guys are just relics that will eventually phase out and soon in the future everybody will be mutants so this this writer took it to the next direction and he was like okay humanity ends up amalgamating or like fusing with like ai and the sentinel programs and like all this stuff and it's like they do like a fast oh, forward to incredible. like to like years in the future and it's like it's kind of like this discussion is happening or like this like narrative is like being told and it's kind of like you know the mutants thought they were the evolution of humanity but really it was us all along and it was like humanity being like it was us and like how they merged with like you know the the nimrod sentinel that was like some like super fucking sentinel that like could time travel and shit yeah so i don't know like it's kind of like fuck i'm like god damn there was a whole bunch of really cool sci-fi elements into that. It was, it, it took the concept of a black hole and made it like a God mind, like kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Like all the particles are yeah. like sentient and they can kind of like flow through like the galaxy and shit. And then like, they just consume things and like, like, like add it part of their collective. I don't know, man. Sci-fi fucking love it. Could go out all day about it. Um, oh, absolutely. I wanted to talk about, this is where we're going to get kind of into like uh pseudoscience paranormal discussion slash i don't know but uh it's it's there is some anchors in reality here so it's it's fun to talk about and that's uh planet x aka nibiru um oh man the return of the anunnaki 2022 <laughs> published book history channel like they have me believing brother they have you believing zachariah sitchin you know, he had yeah. uh, he was the one that speculated that, you know, there would be a planet beyond Neptune. And I think he called it Nibiru. He's the one that like, coined that term. Or maybe he got that from, like, the Sumerian text or some shit. But um, he said that it was on an elongated, like, orbit that was, like, 3,600 years yes. long elliptical around the sun. And that's why it hasn't been detected because it's just, like, it's just, like, really long, wayward elliptical orbit that, you know, it's hard to see. But um, since then, there's actually been like a handful of people that have like released like research papers or studies on the possibility of like this like uh, like uh, a TNO like a trans-Neptunian object. And uh, 2014, there was like uh, these guys named like Trujillo and Shepard, and they discovered this like you know like this celestial body called like 2012 VP113, and 
orbital and like and some orbital clust clust clustering in the uh, Kuiper belt and like different objects and they crushed the math and like they calculated the fuck out of it and it basically suggested the existence of a like a super earth and they don't mean like living planet when they say that they mean like in size so it's like 2 to 15 they said like 2 to 15 times uh like earth's mass the size of ours yeah, yeah. so it's like a double the size of ours or 15 times bigger so it's kind of cool to see something that was talked about through like Zachariah Sitchin's like works by studying like ancient Sumeria and then seeing in like the modern times like people crushing like math and like you know different uh, like clustering in the Kuiper belt and shit to kind of say oh maybe he's right maybe there is like a fucking planet x out there and then um you know that was backed up again by like a Madrid university like there's a bunch of astronomers that said there was probably more than one like uh uh trans neptune uh neptune object out there or like at least one like probably like one or two planets and then uh 20 so, okay sorry i'll let you go yeah on uh, christmas day they launched the james webb telescope and they said this will have the capabilities of finding those planets that they believe are out there they said it's like a 10 billion dollar satellite they just launched it and for the next two years they have it all planned out two or three years every minute that this thing is out there what it's going to be working on and who's to say they don't find this planet x with this with this telescope because now it, it they said that there's a planet in the habitable zone like earth 4.2 light years away and with this telescope, they'll be able to see, like, the surface of that planet. That's fucking insane. That would be yeah. so fucking cool, man. Like, you know what's crazy about that? Me, a friend of mine, I was talking to him the other day. And basically, the sister of his girlfriend, so basically his sister-in-law, she apparent, she's an, apparently, he was telling me she's an astrophysicist and that she was working on that fucking project. And the first thing I like, the first thing I said to him, like, get her on my fucking podcast. I want to talk about some shit. <laughs> Absolutely, man. <laughs> I was just, but I don't know if that's going to happen, but I'm fucking hounding him for it. I'm just like, yo, I'm going to ask her about Planet X. Let's get it going. But uh, typically, those people don't really like to talk about that stuff. Maybe like speculatively at a very surface level. But, um, yeah, who knows what kind of like non-disclosure agreements they they've made, right? Yeah. Um, what else can I say about Planet X? Like, uh, twenty sixteen, uh, Mike Brown, he discovered that planet Sedna. Are you familiar with Sedna? It's like this really long elliptical, like, planet. It's tiny. It's a dwarf planet. Um, basically, they wrote an article that um corroborated uh. Trujillo and Shepard's findings, and they estimated that there's probably um, a planet out there 10 times Earth's mass. That's based off of, like, their findings of, like, its interactions with, like, things moving in the, you know, Kuiper belt and shit like that. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, Mike Brown, like, he, he, he discovered Sedna, and Sedna's on, like, this really long, like, elliptical orbit. So he was i think it has like a twelve thousand year 
orbit around like our sun. So he was basically saying wow. like, if something like Sedna can exist and it, it went undiscovered for like so long and it was basically a fluke that, you know, he discovered it in the first place. He's like, how many yeah. other objects possibly are out there yet to be discovered on these kind of like massive elliptical objects or uh, elliptical rotations around the earth. And I mean, that's really what's so exciting about the James Webb telescope, because we're going to get those answers like soon. Hopefully soon. It's a big fucking universe or solar system, buddy. Like, I don't know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but it's exciting, you know, that we're making progress. Yeah. And then, okay. What about this? So are you familiar with nemesis? Like the fucking idea that there's like a, um, uh, companion sun to the like our sun no not really okay so there's sort of like this so the idea of nemesis is like that there's a companion star to like this the sun that we all know and love and it's hypothetical okay. in that it's possibly a red dwarf or a brown dwarf which means it requires like infrared to detect so they're not going to normally see it with the uh, you know the I'm not sure if James Webb has the infrared like stuff on it, but if it does, maybe potentially it could discover this. Although it's pretty much been written off by NASA that it exists, but it was previously investigated to some extent. And uh, the reason for this is that most um, stars in the universe are actually binary, like a large portion of them. They believe, and so another theory behind it was that a lot of mass extinctions on earth seem to occur periodically every like 26 to like 30 million years. And they think that perhaps like this, like companion sun or maybe even planet X or somehow every 26 million years, like it's coming through the fucking asteroid belt. And it's just like slinging dick towards earth. Like there's just like rocks coming like crazy. And that's causing like this mass extinction uh, events. But um, well, even, to, so to, to elaborate on that, they said if even like an asteroid or let's say another planet were to enter our solar system and it would change the gravitational pull of Earth in its relationship to the other planets. And what would happen is it would shift on its poles, basically causing all sorts of mayhem. Basically mass extinctions, fucking shit up massive climate change yeah. like uh the yonder dryas like effect. like an ice age or a global flooding or who knows what yeah so there there was like there was a paper written in 2017 by uh sarah sadovoy and steven staller and basically it speculated that there probably isn't like a companion sun uh, like to the earth like a binary partner but it's like possibly could have been in the past and that might be the reason why for the mass extinctions so it's kind of cool to speculate that they like it maybe it was a thing at a certain time you know so i don't know just another little tidbit of information there to kind of like speculate on like the uh pseudoscience slash speculative science of like nemesis planet x and nibiru like these you know i don't know well, the crazy thing about it all, like science fiction becomes like science reality, right? So like things we thought were impossible when we were children or even predictions for the future, like back to the future too, um, 
or even Terminator 2, right? Like the rise of the machines was supposed to happen already. But uh, a lot of things outside of all that extreme sci-fi stuff, but little things like cell phones and the internet and like, you know, having a, a, a robot help you do housework. Like this is all happening in our future, in our timeline. Yeah. So it's it's like when we talk about like stuff that doesn't exist, it's like it's like, okay, um, you know, cell phones didn't exist, exist yet. until they existed. The internet didn't exist until it existed. Um, you know, and like even like with like what was that? There was like the the coelacanth, there was that fish that everyone thought was like extinct for like a million years. They ended up finding it alive and it was like that thing didn't exist until it existed right like there's and like that's what people say about bigfoot and stuff like that they're just like it doesn't exist until it exists and then once it exists it's like it it always existed and it's it exists now like in like so i mean i don't know like for the future like there's a few things like i talked about in like previous podcasts on here um they this is pretty interesting it'll interest you so they have these um these things called wafers and they're basically like these little discs that are like made of like some kind of fucking weirdo material. I don't even know that apparently they can use to travel at like the speed of light or like approaching the speed of light 25 to 30%. And they basically propel it on a laser. Like they just shoot it like through a laser and it's, you know, they just send it hurling towards like wherever the fuck they want. So apparently this wafer, it's it's like a miniature spacecraft, you know, like a micro spacecraft. But apparently it can support up to like a gram of weight, like in theory. And they're speculating that they could send like incredibly small critters like uh, tardigrades, like, you know, those water bears yeah. or like uh, ringworms, yeah. like nematodes. They could send them on those things, propel them to like the nearest star. So the nearest star if they were traveling at 25 to 30% the speed of light, they would get there in 20 years. And they think they would be able to relay information back through like this method as well. And like, cause like they could put like these water bears into like suspended animation and then basically reactivate them for when it gets closer to its thing. And I was just like, that's so fucked. I'm like, we're gonna have ways of monitoring like other solar systems, like possibly. Well, I. I believe they made like a robotic microorganism that can reproduce. Yeah. So you could even throw one of those fuckers on there and then you, you know, drop a couple off every fucking few hundred fucking kilometers to like relay like information back. Like it'll be very like, very like, um, like, I don't know, like basic information, but it would be fucking unreal, dude. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's like, it was cool. Like I, I titled the episode like earthlings at the speed of light or something. Cause if you think about it, like everything, okay. everything on this planet is an earthling, right? Like everything was born and bred here and raised here and originated here. So yeah. like I'm an earthling, you're an earthling, your dog's an earthling, like your cat's an earthling, like the birds outside are earthlings. Like everything here is an earthling. We like to think of humanity yeah. as being like earthlings, but like everything here, like even the plants are earthlings. And it's like, yeah, it just so happens that this tardigrade or nematode will be like the first earthling to travel at like the speed of light. And I thought that there was something kind of like romantic or like endearing about that idea. 
Well, they claim that that's how basically life was brought to this planet. Oh, shit. What if it's just yeah. like repeating itself? Like some like, other civilization just like, like fucking launched their nematodes and then with DNA or some shit. And that's yeah. what. Oh, fuck. They're saying like ice from asteroids contained those, uh, what do you call them? Water bears. And that was like the catalyst for life. Holy fuck, bro. Those things even look like aliens too. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine that's just how life is permeating? It's like all fucking water bears just like slinging through the fucking universe at the speed of fucking light, just yeah. going into like hyperstasis. There was also an article that like they, they thought they like quantum entangled one of them as well. Like I did a little bit of a podcast on that as well, but it's like disputed whether it was actually entangled or not. But like, that's the first like living organism to be quantum entangled. Like the, yeah. the future's coming at us fast, bro. I really think so. And, you know, with the pandemic and, and everybody staying home and us not really socializing in the same way we would, you know, before the pandemic, I feel like all this stuff is happening so fast and we're all just locked up in our houses letting it happen. You know, I'm, like we're, we're we're not a part of it. Yeah, I want to be a part of it. I'm like, I'm do, we're doing podcasts about it, bro. We're kind of a part. We're, we're spreading the word. We're getting people to be like... Yeah you know informed we're uh you know we're doing our our, our it's the, it's not a whole lot but it's it's honest work you know <laughs> hey i mean we're all here to do our part you know whatever that part may be yeah i don't know man we're over an hour but, now uh, you know that whole warning uh from stephen hawking right like we need to be careful screaming like hey aliens we're here come find us because whoever finds us are most likely going to be way more advanced than us and they could just come and, and take over take our resources enslave humanity if they wanted um so like that was his warning like be careful how we go about looking for life on other planets and i think with this james webb telescope that like this could be the start of the end, you know, like if, if that's all the prophecy, right? Like even all the Nostradamus predictions for 2022, like they are out there, brother, you know, and even if 10% of it's true, you know, there's going to be some sort of catastrophic global event this year, one way or the other. Dude. Oh man. What do I want to say? I fuck. I'm gapping now. Um, ship. What were you just talking about? <laughs> I got COVID brain. The Nostradamus predictions. Before that. What was that? Uh, Stephen Hawking's warning. Oh, yes. Okay. Humanity. So I've been listening to like theories on why there's so many, like they say, like there should be, there should be extraterrestrial life out there and it should be far advanced than us because there's like so many stars and the universe is like X amount of years old. And I, someone they, they were spinning theories on why we haven't made contact yet or why there is like not apparent contact. And they were saying like, yeah, there might be like a super predator, like life form or like organism or like race out there of aliens sort of like stalking down other civilizations or like cutting them off before they get too advanced or some shit. And they say like the reason why we're not hearing a lot of noise or making a lot of noise or whatever, like from like other places or like getting notifications or like, you know, 
you know, signals or like spacecrafts or like drones and stuff from other places, which we might be with the UFO sightings and stuff, but let's just pretend yeah. that doesn't exist for now. But they were saying like the reason that's not happening is because all the other civilizations out there that are like like highly advanced are aware of like the super predator that's out there. And we're all basically like sitting in a forest, like keeping quiet behind a tree, not to get attention from this fucking super predator. And the moment you start doing things to like connect and like, you know, send signals out and like, like, and like travel and all this stuff with like other, uh, it flags you basically. And they, and it just like comes in and hones in on you. And that's, they think like maybe there's a ton of life out there, but it's all like, we're, we're cowering in a forest together and we're just kind of like, yo, it's out there. Like, don't, don't get its attention. Like, and then the moment you like come into contact with another civilization, be like, Oh, you fucked up. Like what? No, like you, now they know. Ah, and they're just going to like, fuck it. Yeah. I don't know. That's like, yeah, one of the, damned us all. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I heard that what a theory. Yeah. I heard that theory. I was just like, fuck, like, is that why it's like, like, it's just like, everyone's just like, shh, they're out there. Like, they're like, we're just lucky. It's fucking huge. Like, you know, but then the yeah. moment the moment we're like capable of like interstellar travel, all of a sudden they're gonna like ping us on the their like universal radar and be like, "Oh, what the fuck's over here? We thought there was nothing going on over there. Just a few like, you know, a billion years ago, it looks like it's turned up something down. They just come fucking over and they're just like, "All right, like whatever they well, want to do." Musk was saying he's like, "How come someone else hasn't found us? Maybe the species." basically goes extinct once they become interstellar yeah that's like another big yeah that's another big theory too is that once you get to a certain point of advancement that like there's like this filter this like great filter of like you just get fucking filtered by like your own intelligence like you just destroy yourself you invent that like atomic bomb and then you're atomic bombing yourself but um there's like who's to say it's not one and the same right like you, you get to that point you bring in the attention and then that super predator comes and gets us. Yeah. I mean, it could be anything, man. Um, it's yeah. fucking crazy. You know, it's almost like they're making us feel like nothing's exciting. Nothing's going on by keeping us locked up, you know, in our homes and work and, and hanging out in your house. That's what we're all doing. But meanwhile, so much is going on. We're just all kind of ignorant to it. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I'm excited that, you know, hopefully there's like from this James Webb telescope and a lot of this stuff happening in the future that we have a lot more exciting stuff to talk about and like other stuff to bring up on the episode and like future episodes and stuff like that. I'm super pumped about it, man. Absolutely. Like, I don't know, like yeah. all this stuff, all Me these too. like, it's exciting time. all this technology like it's it's fucking awesome to look forward to anyway man it's been 70 minutes i think we should wrap her up i think we covered all our topics from elon to ai to planet x uh any absolutely uh, man any, any any final thoughts no man i was happy to do this again i always appreciate you know having these conversations with you yeah dude i super it appreciate you feels... coming on here and talk about this stuff because I mean, you do it best and uh, it's always the most interesting and like, dude, I love talking about the shit. I could talk about it like all the time and I like having a little bit of time 
you know, in between to kind of like gather the thoughts and some ideas and like different things come up kind of like the longer we wait. But yeah, man, I, I super appreciate you fucking doing this. It's awesome. Yeah, man. Love it. I'll be back anytime. All right. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so anybody, everyone listening to this podcast, you can, uh, if you want to help me out, you can uh, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, uh, sharing it with people you think that might be interested in this. It helps out the podcast and grows the channel a lot. If you're enjoying like a lot of this um, content I'm putting out, obviously supporting me helps me continue to do that. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Epion Explores, E-P-Y-O-N e-x-p-l-o-r-e-s all right everybody thanks for listening uh we'll see you next week cheers